Everybody see that? Amen. Tongues symbolize speech or language. Harry Pillar to the clover tongues, like as a what? Like as a what? Like as a fire. That fire represented the presence of God. So here we have tongues, which is calling tongues, many separated languages, all wrapped up into one. And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with who, y'all? The Holy Ghost. Now notice, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, the first evidence is you will begin to speak with other tongues with an S. And it's not that's not it. No. Why you say that? Because as the Spirit put where others out, as the Spirit was speaking through you, as the Spirit was using your vocal cords and giving you the enunciation. Giving you the ability to declare the wonderful works of God. Giving you the ability to say or speak forth the wonderful works of God. Now here's the first sign of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let's go back. That's, that's number one. John 3 and 5. I, I'm going to teach a salvation message today, Facebook. Jesus answered me, I say it to you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. So it's two things here. Number one, you got water. And number two, you have spirit with the capital S. It says that he cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. So let's go back to Acts. As the Spirit is giving you the utterance. Now here's the first sign of the Holy Ghost. Sign one is you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit is speaking through you, giving you the evidence. That's number one. If you don't have that, go back to John 3, then you have not been born of water or spirit. Right there. So if I say to you, seven man be born of water, and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So step number one. God has a program of entrance into his kingdom or his salvational plan. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to show you. Uh, 
back to Acts 1. And chapter number 13. Chapter number 12. It says, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the Mount Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, Zealotus, Judas, the brother of James. Notice, these all continued with one accord in what, y'all? Prayer, Prayer and supplication. And supplication. Notice who was with With the women and Mary, the mother of who? Jesus. Of Jesus. And with his brother. So G Jesus' mother had to get the Holy Ghost too. Amen. That's right, somebody. So let's go back to Acts 2. Verse number 5, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Because see, it, it, it's some folks out there that don't believe that you must have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. But I'm about to show you some scripture. You got to have the Holy Ghost too, Jack. Amen. Amen, Amen somebody. Now when this was noise abroad, y'all. When they heard that sound, <laughs> the multitude came together and were confounded because that, watch this, every man heard them speak, how y'all, in his own language. Now let's go back. Let's go back. Verse number. Four. And began to speak with other. Put away tongues there. Tongue. A language. Specifically, one naturally unacquired. A language. One that is naturally unacquired. <laughs> go back. Let's go back to the scripture. And we left all that. So they hear they were confounded because they all heard them speak. Now notice verse number four says, with other tongues, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. But notice verse number six. They were all amazed, marveled, and heard them speak in their own tongue, language. Y'all ain't tired. Wake up. <laughs> tired of the church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because that every man heard them speak in his own tongue. In his own tongue. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, 
Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How can this be? All these people are from Galilee. And how here we, every man, in our own tongue, how do we hear them in our own tongue? Wherein we were born. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Persia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, about Cyrene, strangers in Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues. Now, and then she said, we can hear them in our own tongue. Then he started naming some of the languages or the different types of people that was around there. And he said, we can hear them in our own languages. All these multiple languages. How is this? That these are Galileans, but we can hear them speaking. The wonderful works of God. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. They were all amazed and were in doubt. Saying one to another, what does this mean? Now others said, these men are full of new wine. These men are drunk. But others, Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is. But the third hour, nine o'clock in the morning. That's too early to get drunk. Mm. Mm. But this is that which was spoken of the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass, watch this, in the last days, said God, I will pour out, watch this, of, I will pour out of my spirit. In, order, in other words, I'm going to give you a measure of my spirit. How many of y'all want a measure of God? Amen. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. I want a measure of the Lord. So I will pour out of my spirit. In other words, I will give you a measure of the spirit, not the fullness. You ain't ready for that yet? Pour all flesh. Sons, daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Your men shall dream dreams on, on your my servants or my handmaidens. I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Now I will show wonders in heaven above, signs that are beneath, blood, fire, vapor, smoke, sun shall be turned into darkness, moon into blood, before that great notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass. Watch this. That whosoever shall call on the name 
of the Lord shall be saved. Go back to John 3. Jerry, here we got two things here. <coughs> Jesus answered, really, but I say to thee, except a man be born of water. Now, some people is so crazy that they say, this is when you was in your mother's womb. <laughs> that ain't talking about when you're in your mother's womb. Huh? Born of water is that watery grave that you went down in. So, the grave, the water, did not save you. Because water can't save nobody. That's right, somebody. You got to have the blood of Jesus applied to you. But the water is just symbolizing that barrier. So we call it a watery grave because I'm going, I'm being buried in the water. So I'm born of the water because I've been buried mm -hmm. in the water. Everybody understand that? Mm -hmm. I'm buried in the water. So that burial signified a decease of the old me and leaving it down there in that watery grave. Because you can't dig a hole and, and talk about, you going to baptize me? Put me in a hole and baptize me. That's right. That, that, that worked. <laughs> so number one is, born of water is when I got baptized, when I got buried. Y'all don't hear me now. When I got baptized, you know what? When, when, when you say I'm ready to get baptized, you're saying I'm ready to be buried. I'm ready to be buried. Amen, somebody. I'm ready to be buried. What do you mean? Who's ready to be buried? That old me. That, that, yeah, that, that, that old me. That's why I can respect if a man or woman is not ready to bury the old them. That's right. Because too many people done got, went down in the water and still came up the same you. Now, when you went down in the water, you were supposed to bury that old you. That's right. Romans 6 1. Let me show you this. Oh, you go, 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 go down. Verse number three. Check this out. No, you're not, he says. He asked this question. As so many of us as were baptized, look here, y'all, into Jesus Christ. Now, when I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm baptizing you in him. And his blood becomes applied to you and washes away your sins now you that's what you 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 are buried that old Jew is buried when, when you come up you don't have no sins on your record 
Your record has been wiped clean because you've been baptized into Jesus Christ. Notice, you were baptized not only into Jesus Christ, but you, ultimately you were baptized into his death. That's why when I say I'm ready to be baptized, I'm ready to be buried. Go down. Therefore, we are buried with him. How? By the, we are buried with Christ in his death by baptism in the water. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead. Now here's born of the water. Born of the water. How? By the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk how y'all? In newness of life. That's why when you get baptized you ain't never seen no dead man get back, get buried and then come up and start walking again and doing the same thing that he was doing before he got buried. At least I ain't seen no. <laughs> so he said, when you get baptized, you're supposed to start walking in a new life. Mm -hmm. Verse number five, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, then it says we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Watch this. Now with this, here it is. The old man is crucified with him. The old man. Poor crucified death. The old man is put to death with him. See, to impale and come with that's why we, we, we baptize you in Jesus' name. Because that old you go back, go back, is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That from here forth we should not serve sin. So I'm not getting baptized because the message made me feel good. I'm not getting baptized because mama got baptized. I'm not getting baptized because you got baptized. I'm getting baptized because I'm ready to bury the old me. I want to be a new man. Amen. I want to be a new one. I want to be a new creation. Watch this. Verse number six. Verse number seven. For he that is dead, there it is, is free from sin. For he that is dead, he ain't talking about you being dead physically. Now, I can also be talking about that too. But when you decide to go down, you say, I'm dying to me. Mm 
<laughs> so if I'm dying to me, I'm free from my nature. Albeit I'm in my nature, but my nature no longer has verse number one. Watch this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So he that is dead is freed from sin. I'm no longer continually, I'm no longer active in my nature. In other words, my nature is dormant on the inside. You know, sometimes folks that have cancer, cancer will go into remission. And they'll say, I'm, I've been, I'm cancer free. But boy, that's what uh, uh, sin got to go into remission. For he that is dead. Go back. Verse number Eight. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves, check this out, yeah, to be dead indeed or in action. But my lifestyle to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then he says, let not sin. Mm -hmm. Let not sin reign. So let's go back to this where we left off at. Before we went to Romans, so here it is. Jesus said, so very bad, I said to you, help oh, Lord, except a man be born of water. So except a man be born of water, and except a man be born of the Spirit. Here's the Holy Ghost. Now there's two things, y'all. Water, I've been buried in that watery grave in Jesus' name. Spirit, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And the initial evidence is that I spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave me the evidence. Now that's the only way. Now uh, let's go to Ephesians 4 and 4. Now here when we when we when we talk about sal sal salvation, you know, because there's many ways that people say that you can be saved. And uh one of them is Romans. Let's look at this real quick before we go here. Romans chapter number 10. And uh, Romans 10 and verse number 9. Let's look at that. 
Now here's one way people say you can be saved. They say that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, it says that you shall be saved. Is that what it says, y'all? You shall. Yes. Amen. Could you break that down, Bishop? Put the word shout there. Right. Check this out, y'all. Cause lot, lot, lot. Now, now, this would be easy, wouldn't it? Oh, it ain't going down right. Put a word shout down if you would. Just tell us what it is. All right. Shout means you shall be saved. Y'all ready for this? Uh -huh. It didn't say you are saved. Come on now. It is, it is saying, if you do this, then you are saved. This said, you shall be saved. In other words, there's a prerequisite of salvation that you got to do in order to be saved. Mm. Now, now, let's go back. Let's break it down. Because it's folks out there on Facebook watching that need to know that if you Confess. Now, let me, let me just break this down all the way. All you Facebook folks. Go verse number eight. But what say it? it? The word is nigh you. Even in your mouth and in your heart. Watch this. That is the word of faith. Which we apostles mm -hmm. preach. Right. Mm. John 17 and 20, I believe, said, My prayer is, is for them to believe on me through your word. Hey, how are you going to have faith in the word of God? When you ain't in the right church no more. Mm. <laughs> Neither pray I, Jesus, for these, my apostles and my disciples alone, but for them, all the future believers, which is us, which shall believe on me, Jesus, through their, my apostles and my disciples' word. Put a word there. Do some teaching. Time to win by quick. Good God. Through what they said. Go down. But let me, let, let, me, let me just break it down. Through their doctrine. So don't, don't, don't come up here talking about apostolic doctrine is not the only one. Amen. Don't come up here talking about what the apostles preach is not the only way. Jesus said, I'm praying that all the future believers would believe on me through what they taught. Why? Because I'm the one that taught them. Right. Mm. I entrusted them 
I, I, they were my disciples, but I gave them a name higher than the disciple. I changed their name and called them apostles. That's right, somebody. I trusted them so dearly to give them a name that was above just being called a disciple. And if you don't believe on me, you're going to believe on me through what they taught because I'm the one that gave them what they taught. Come on, somebody. Amen. And how can you believe on me, amen, if you can't get with the program of what I taught? How you going to do it? <laughs> you, 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 how you going to believe on Jesus? Amen. When, 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 when you can't get with the program of the ones that he taught. Talking about all these different doctrines. And they go one doctrine. That's called the Apostles' Doctrine according to Scripture. Amen. That's right, somebody. I don't care where you go. There ain't but one doctrine in the Bible that's specifically named, and it's called the Apostles' Doctrine. That's 242. He said, y'all better believe on me through their doctrine. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So where do we go changing up stuff? Mm. Where do we go talking about it? It don't matter what church you in. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. If your church, you can be preaching a little bit of what they taught mm. and leave the rest off. Mm. That's right. Somebody, it don't matter what church you go to, we all serve the same God. Listen. <laughs> ah. Don't you know? He told them, you know, when they was building the, the, the temple, you had some folks that was trying to come up against it. What they were building. And Ezra chapter number four and verse number two. Now, verse number one, watch this. Now, when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity built the temple unto the Lord God of Israel, then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief fathers. And said unto them, let us build with you. Watch this. For we seek your God as you do. And we do sacrifice unto him. So you know what happened? In one sense, they did sacrifice unto the Lord God of Israel. But they also worshipped other gods as well. Amen. And many claimed to be Christians and used the title Christian 
have a form of worship. But just like these folks who sought to hinder the work of God, they too is worshiping false gods on the other side as well. Anything that's not founded on the apostles' doctrine is not scripture. Well, we all read from the same Bible. Yeah, we do. But when you start adding stuff and making up your own sacrificial or salvational system, you done detoured somewhere off the road. So let's go back. To Romans 10 and verse number 8. So it said the word of faith which we preach. Now here Romans 10 chapter number 10 is dealing with the faith. So all he let you know is in order to be saved in order for salvation to appear in your life, you must have faith in God. Amen. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So that's why I said the word is close to you. It's in you in the heart. The word of faith that we preach because faith cometh by hearing. So that if you confess that, watch this, that if you shall confess, which is <laughs> acknowledge. Thank you, Lord. That word confess, if you shall acknowledge, notice, with your mouth, watch this. The Lord Jesus. Pull Lord down. Time I just repeat after me. Hey, you talking about Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You, you, you don't even know what, what you're saying. When you say Jesus, you are my Lord, you're saying Jesus, you are supreme in authority over my entire life. These drugs don't have authority over me no more. I know that's right. That's right, yeah. This liquor ain't got no authority over me. These cigarettes ain't got no authority over me. When I say, when you, amen, when you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're saying that he is the one that got all power over me. Now I can be in a position to be saved because I acknowledge that he's the almighty God. Almighty God, go back. So when I when, when I shall confess, when I shall acknowledge with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in my heart that God rose him from the dead, 
Then I shout. Then now I can be saved. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. Now I can be saved. It's not saying now I am saved. Now after you done confess, after you done acknowledge that he's Lord, now it's time for you to get washed. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's time for you to be filled with his spirit. Uh-huh. So this Romans chapter number 10, my brothers and sisters, is dealing with faith. And faith is truth that God instituted when he spoke the word into creation. Faith was created in man. It was commanded in the first warning given to me. Thou shalt not eat. Faith. To limit God in any area is a lack of faith. Faith is a powerful acknowledgement of the mind to the truth of what God has revealed. And that without faith, it is impossible, he says, to please God. So we must understand that this is dealing with faith. Faith, 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 faith. Not saying that if you say these words that you are saved. No, that's not saying that. It says you shall be saved. Now you've, you've set yourself up to be in the perfect position of salvation. It didn't say thou are saved. It says thou shalt be saved, not thou art saved. Got to get the blood of Jesus on you. Fill with the Holy Ghost. And then from then you got to live a lifestyle that's pleasing unto God. Amen, light bulbs. Amen. All right, anybody got any questions? I'm, I'm, I'm done for the day.